Hello, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. Regan should be here anytime now. So just wanted to talk to you today about something. I'm Natasha Venter, and I am a psychic medium who really enjoys bringing love into your life. So with that, and it's self-love so that you can love those around us and your life around you. So with that, that, you know, we're all in this midst of going through stuff. And as we're kind of, you know, I don't want to push anybody's belief into what we believe in. Yet at the same time, we try to give a perspective. Regan Forston is a hypnotherapist with a, she's a, he's a clinical hypnotherapist. And I actually had a session with him while I was down in, in California with him. And it was a blessing. He brought up a lot of things. So with that, the you know, today we thought, um, hi, Bev, how are you doing? Uh, that, um, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, as we're going forward, and thank you for saying that, um, my whole name there, I appreciate you, uh, that, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about trust. Uh, you know, we're doing a series uh, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, we did um, Surrendering. Uh, hello, Veronica. And um, yes, last week we talked about acceptance. And then we had a guest on who did really good at, at showing life's acceptance. And then um, it's um, one of those things that as we go forward. So as we are going forward with this, today would be about trust. And, you know, um, <laughs> oh, you're fine, Veronica. I understand totally. Don't worry about it. You know that. Um, you know it, it's one of those things, and I and I haven't heard from from Regan, so I'm kind of wondering, you know, what's going on. And I'm gonna, I haven't texted him lately, so I'm gonna try to do this real quick here. And I know that he's got a, his hands full with a lot of things right now, just as as well as everybody does. You know, we all have things that are busy right now. You know, we're coming into whatever you choose to believe in. And as we're going into this um, new knowing of who we are and what we're doing and, and you know, um, and, you know, Mercury is starting their sh its shadow effect. So, you know, we have the shadow effect of Mercury, which is or all planets going to retrograde, which is about th three weeks. It starts going from, you know, not very much working and then it kind of gets a little deeper and 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 then it goes into to its retrograde and then we're in retrograde with mercury because it does it quite quickly so it's about three weeks and then we start coming out of its shadows on the other side right it's kind of like shifting from um, going forward to neutral to reverse the planets don't go in reverse, but what retrogrades do for us is that it, it puts us back into rethinking, re-knowing, re-applying, um, re, uh, re, um, re-advisoring uh, um, ourselves, revisoring others, the re's, you know, those things start interacting with us. And we've had a lot of planets lately being in and out of retrograde as we do every summer it seems like but it, it's really one of those things that um going forward i i'm trying to find regan here um i'm gonna just do my type it in right um uh you know that 
as we're going forward. So with that, um, are you coming on the show, mister? I'm missing you. Uh, you know, that it, it's one of those dances that as we're going into this retrograde, well, that's part of this, the speaker kept going. Uh, the speaker kept going. Usually it doesn't want to work. But <laughs> my speakerphone on or my speakers to text kept talking. Okay, there we go. See, and that's a Mercury in retrograde type of thing. It's just like one minute it's not working, the next minute it's working way too much. So be ready for those kinds of things. And Mercury, when Mercury goes into retrograde, and like I said, we're just at the beginnings of the shadows. Uh, so if you want to get something like an electronic, or if you want to get something that is um, that kind of thing, uh, now's the time to kind of get it going. Because usually when we're when a planet's in retrograde, you don't want to start something new. You want to let it work through. And so this planet's going to be doing its work until the middle of January. But actually, you know, this this aspect of this retrograde it's a great time to rethink some things uh you know so you know as we're going forward and and getting these things that we're negotiating it is about the trust it's about the knowings of where we're at it's about that can we trust the process of life and i know when when planets are in retrograde, it's really hard to trust. It's really hard to know how to step into it and how to do um, the, you know, those things. And, and as Bev, um, you said here, what did you say? Um, it's been rough. I'm still in disbelief, of, but accepting I cannot change the outcome. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to accept things. And that's why these three things, um, trust, accept, and, and surrendering. It's very much, they all go hand in hand. And, you know, when I look at life, I really look at them as a threesome. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> but they all kind of lay in the bed together, right? Because it's like, if you, you're, you're surrendering to life, you're trusting life and you're accepting life. Well, accepting doesn't always mean that you have to sit with it. Like I, we said last week, it's not about accepting it at that minute. It's about, um, it's about negotiating our life as it is. And, you know, accepting sometimes says, you know, well, I don't really like it, but what am I going to do about it? And that sitting there just for the minute I don't really like it. Okay, it's here. Okay, now what am I going to do about it? So it's that that moment of acceptance. And I know for some people who are going through a lot of health problems or situations that it's hard to accept. But I can tell you, though, if you can sit with that moment of Okay, here it is. Now, what am I going to do with it? That the more you go into that empowerment through it, and and tr and that process, and trusting isn't necessarily something that um, trusting is not something that you have to take your foot off the gas pedal and coax in life. There are moments where you're going to want to do that. Yes. But that trusting moment, it's not necessarily that you have to really just take your hands totally off of it, which some things you do have to, 
and and surrender it's kind of like when um i know bev um you know you had a situation where you know you had to hand somebody over that you loved to the doctors and how could you trust that but i can tell you though at the same time you probably had your ears tuned on really strongly and you um and you really had to listen and you had to negotiate how were they talking about this and there's some things you probably didn't agree with so then you said no but then there's other things that you had to trust the process in and sometimes when we do that when we have to trust the process it's not easy by any means but it is something that you know when we take our foot off the gas pedal or put it into, um, or you put your, you put a, at a nice 30 mile an hour, you know, that you're not pushing on it and pushing on it. And, 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 and really like, oh, I got to control it. I got to control it. I got to control it. But sometimes we have to take that foot off the gas pedal and, and acknowledge that we are not in control in this lifetime. We are not necessarily in control of our lives. Yes, we have input. Yes, we have to not negotiate it. But yet at the same time, we're not all in control. And Veronica, you said, um, um, the last two weeks, I have felt a bit overwhelmed. I'm accepting it and surrendering it to it. I'm okay with it now. Oh, good. You know, it, it, it's thank you for, for acknowledging that because it isn't necessarily that we have to be the victims of our life. We're not, you know, when Regan's here, we're not talking about that. When I'm doing my show on Wednesday, I never talk about being the victim of you, of what's happening in your life. That's not the hands off mode that we're talking about, but it's that trusting the process. Um, kind of like I knew somebody who, um, uh, who ended up, um, you know, like getting pulled over and then ended up having problems with their car and then having problems with, uh, with something that was going else on in their life. And then they're having problems with this other thing, you know, that, you, you know, sometimes you have to just say, okay, what do I have to do next to make things right? But then there's that part that you take your foot off the gas pedal and you observe what's going on. You observe the story of what's happening. And when we're when we can do the the negotiation of that, and this is weird that Regan hasn't even gotten in touch with me. So um uh you know, you know, going forward, you know, here again is I'm trusting, you know, I'm trusting the process. I I still went on for the show, I'm still negotiating what's going on. Yes, there's a part of me, you know, I'm tuning in and I just feel like he's really busy. Right now, something came up in, in the home. They're doing a bunch of construction in their home. And, you know, just something has happened where he could not necessarily be here at this minute, right? So going forward, there's something that, you know, we have to, you know, some of us go into fear and flight right away. Sometimes some of us go into, what happened? Oh, no, he's not here. Where? Oh, this is something bad happened. To no, I don't know the answer yet. I don't know. I mean, I got intuition. I kind of have a feeling, right? And I'm putting my cat whiskers out, as I call them, to see what's going on, even though he's down in California. I can still put my cat whiskers out. You know, I call that my 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 um, tuning in. And, and I see him scurrying around his house. Now, if that's right or wrong, I don't know, right? But until I hear 
what is happening, I have to trust. And I'm not going to go into the negative because if something is happening and I tap into that negative, then I'm going to tap into the negative badness of what might be happening instead of being the positive one who's keeping things moving in love and kindness and going forward, right? So when we're, when we can negotiate these stories of why and how, Sometimes, and it's funny how, you know, when we're going to talk about something, you know, things pop up like this. You know, example, Regan's not here. How can I trust the process? Well, I went on with the show. I'm doing the work. I'm holding love for him and his family, praying that things are okay. But I'm trusting, right? Because I can tell you that my mind is going to make it 10 times worse than it probably is. And, you know, that's the scenario that sometimes things get 10 times worse in our minds than the reality that they are. And that's where going in and trusting the process is it's it, it, it's a dance. It's a dance. Okay, so here. Sorry about that. I had to go away. So this is what I was looking at um, a couple of weeks ago when, um, hi, Kate, how you doing? Um, that, you know, when, when I was, uh, I was in this midst of really finding out who I was when I was going through the trust, surrender and acceptance. And that's why this is circling back around again, because there's certain things that are triggering a lot of those scenarios that happened to us a while ago. And they're really digging up some of that shadow work so that we can really the shadow work is those negative things that we're not wanting to really work at look at that those shadow things are are really negotiating some of the the dances and um oh good i'm glad you're doing well um and uh i'm doing good too thank you but you know there was a time in my life when i was really feeling like my legs weren't underneath me and i really had to struggle to find a balance and you know, things are really stirring up to really get us working and looking at things. I know for me, my inner child this holiday season has really been, oh man, I've really had to work with her. My inner child, my little girl, you know, and it's been interesting because even though my, um, the one I love and that lives in this house works with his young teenage self. Um, many times doesn't recognize it all the time. And I'm trying to, to communicate about how the inner child, my inner child, my little girl is, is, is feeling very um, pained about certain things, you know, cause you know, I can tell you right now that during the holidays here, grief really hits me. Um, I've lost most of my family and, uh, and this grief really is, is very, hitting. And um, Regan, I'll let you in in a minute. I knew that things were okay. You were just scurrying around. But, you know, it, it's one of those things. So, you know, I'm having to trust the process. And even though I'm getting things that are communicating to me and things that are doing, you know, like getting information, half of our family lives down in Florida, that, you know, I'm not always agreeing with things, but I have to trust the process. And I have to almost hug my little girl who's screaming and yelling, you know, to, to, to do things. So um, I'm going to take this little segue because Regan finally is in his van 
And I was telling him that this is a great opportunity show about trust, you know, because a lot of people are thinking that maybe something was wrong with you, but no, I knew that you were just busy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Sorry about that. I'm so lucky. I just looked at the clock because I've been out for like three hours running errands and the time just got away from me. And, uh, and I looked, I went 4.15, it's Monday. And I went, oh my God, <laughs> I'm yep. not even dressed right. So. But, oh, I'm uh, not worried about that. You're good. You're always, you're almost, you're always wonderful. Um, yeah. And this is called life. And if anybody hasn't watched our show, you know, Regan and I are both human and it's, it's a dance of being human. So thank you. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I knew that all I felt was I felt the scurrying energy around you, you know, this busyness around you. And I was like going, well, he's probably, a, you know, scurrying around his house or scurrying around somewhere. And I was right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Patty's car right now. Yeah, and, I see uh, that. Yeah, I had to get some uh, some touch-up paint for her car and uh, got scratched a bit. So I had to, like, get it touched up. Patty's in uh, Florida right now uh, with her son um, uh, helping him find an apartment because he's going to go to school there for two years. Uh, and, uh, you know. He's, um, we're talking today about accepting, are we? Trusting. Oh, trusting. That's right. Because that's part of the, of the four things is trusting today. Um, yeah. So I think trusting, trusting the big step that people have to take, especially when you're trying to follow your inner guidance, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like with me. Gosh, I, I, I get, I've written several books about it um, where I talked about how my life was transformed by trusting. Um, in other words, it's, it's like this feeling. You get this intuition, and then you think, oh, it sounds right, but then we have fear that comes in so that we don't trust our intuition. Yep. And then later <laughs> on, we, 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 we suffer because we realize that our intuition was probably more correct than than not correct, you know. Um, so um, I, I've gotten pretty good now that pretty good. I'd say I give myself like a, a B minus, maybe B plus, you know, <laughs> trusting the intuition. I still have fear comes in sometimes. But um, what I've learned from this, um, you know, having like I do with the Newton Institute, where I help people uh, attain a deep state of trance. And in that state they're able to go to the afterlife and back and get questions you know to a lot of their uh get answers to a lot of the questions they have um and so i know that the other side is sending us uh information all the time we're kind of whispering to us in a way which we call our intuition mm -hmm. so yeah they um, don't scream and yell <laughs> no it's just it's very yes right it's just it's just kind of a you know like sometimes we just have like an aha moment you know, we go, oh, wow. And you wonder, why did I just think of that out of nowhere? You know, the thought will come or something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it is it is, it is, is uh, quiet. So, uh, but what I found out is that uh, the other side is constantly sending whispers to us, you know. And it's just our ability to trust and to uh, have faith, you know, that what we're, that, that soft whisper that we hear is actually, um, you know, coming from either our higher selves or coming from somebody that, that cares about us. 
uh, and they don't mind like with me because sometimes I don't, I, the first time I get an intuition and I go, eh, I don't know. And then, and then a second thing will happen on the same day about that same thing. And then I'll go, oh, okay, wow. Maybe they're talking to me, but when it happens three times in a day, usually, then that's when I really can trust my intuition because it seems like they don't mind sending it in threes to me, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't go for it on the first time that they send it to me, you know? Yeah. Well, you're an, a very awakened um, gentleman compared to a lot of gentlemen of your age because your age group wasn't taught to feel, to trust their intuition, trust the no. knowings, trust the mind, trust their, their habits, trust the pro, you know, don't, but trusting the process of, of stepping out and going forward. I know that Kate here um, said, trusting, uh, trusting the universe is so difficult. Sometimes I'm still so young by um, constantly worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. All the questions of will I have a family, children, future jobs, relationships, my families, you know, and that's the thing. And health, you know, she added on um, at another one. She added on health, um, you yeah. know, and that's the thing is, is that if I if I didn't trust the steps to take through my 20s and 30s, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. You know, if I didn't trust, like after my mom passed away, if I didn't trust the process of just tipping over my box, you know, of all my, I'm going to call it shit that I put in, <laughs> you know, being abused, you know, the bullies, the, the dyslexic, the good times, the bad times, the whatever was in my life, I put in a box and I tipped that box over. So I had to deal with the things on the very bottom, which yeah. meant dealing with the things that was in my childhood. And dealing with a lot of those things, if I wouldn't have trusted that process, I wouldn't be sitting here and trusting myself now being able to speak a truth, not the truth. I speak the truth of love, but a truth that that is a perspective. It's a it's a knowing that we all have. And and I go with the guidance of love. And so, you know, I, I hope my truth is a little bit more cleaner than some others, you know, compared to people who are doing drugs, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. And, and so, you know, when we're walking forward, even me being married 30 years, every day I have to trust, you know, it was no different than when we first got married in a way, because yeah. we're all human. And that's the thing about trusting. It is part of the process. I didn't know if I'd get pregnant. I've had many miscarriages, but I had to trust that that the process was going to happen. And while my kids were four years apart, I can tell you that was the amazing thing that the universe had control over because I needed my my first child when my dad passed away. I needed that that child to hold a new child when I was dealing with grief, and then I needed a little bit of dis, uh, uh, um, of distraction raising my second child as my mom had Lou Gehrig's disease, you know? So it gave me a chance to, to be not to say, and I tried to be my better mom while I was there, but there again, I was perfectly imperfect. So it's that trusting the process of, of making the steps. And, and I can tell you, Katie, that 
it was stepping into fear and being willing to say, I need to be a little bit uncomfortable to go forward. And that's part of that trusting is being a yeah. little bit more uncomfortable to say, hmm, should I go out with that person? Well, if I go out in a safe place and I trust the process of this, I may find out that he's better than not or they are better than not, you know? Yeah. And trusting, I think, is a learned skill. You know, like there's, I don't think there's too many people that just trust right off the bat. They, you mm -hmm. know, it's something that you, you feel strongly about something and then you have to overcome that fear, you know, to move forward. But I know with me, I, I learned a little bit at a time. Uh, for Katie out there, there's a good book she might read. Oh, gosh. It's called, I wish I could look it up, but I can't, it's, uh, it's about wake, what they call waking dreams. Or, you know, uh, the Christians call them God sightings. You know, these times when these little little hints come up to you about something that you need or whatever. Um, but it's about uh, a way of, uh, in meditation, in a sense, oh, and again, Katie, for Katie, for you to get a lot of your answers, meditation is is the the best way because when you meditate, you're quieting your your crazy mind and allowing you know you to get closer to your inner self. So when you're when you when you uh, want to uh, listen to what they're saying, they'll tell you from the other side that meditation is the best way for you to listen to what they're saying. In other words, because when you're in that quiet spot, um, your intuition's a lot sharper than it is in the state. So if you create a meditation practice, and it sounds like your whole life is, you know, you're talking about job, relationship, family. I mean, that's the whole gamut. Know, that's the whole <laughs> ball of, of stuff in life. So you might break it down a little bit and, and try to just, you know, is uh, I, I think um, Natasha and I maybe would do the same thing as life coaches here is say, you know, break it down into smaller components. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you, of all those issues, try to figure out which one is the one you're worried about the most, you know, and start there. You know, like let's say if it's a relationship and you're wondering if you're ever going to have a meet your soulmate or something like that. Um, then uh, there's, um, you know, as a, as a coach, I would say there's things that you need to do to prepare yourself because sometimes we haven't found our mate yet because we're not we haven't done our due diligence in preparing ourselves to meet somebody mm -hmm. and um, getting a good spiritual base would be number one, I would say, because then you're, you're putting out to the universe there that, Hey, uh, don't s send me somebody that uh, when I'm needy or, you know, don't send me somebody just to fill a need, but to send me that right person, you know, the person that's going to actually see me, you know, that person that's going to love and be kind and, and help me grow in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yes. you know, you might start, you know, thinking about uh, ways that you can do to make, to be a better person, you know, where you start practicing kindness, you start practicing mindfulness and that sort of thing. And you, as your energy changes, as you become more spiritual, you're going to attract a, a better quality uh, person in your life, you know, because they're going to feel that, that energy you have. A lot of times our dysfunctions uh, cause us to, to attract people with similar dysfunctions, you know, and then, and then it's kind of a, kind of a mess. But um, what would be, how would you t uh, tell Katie there uh, a good way to jump in to start 
getting some answers to some of these things. Okay. Well, like, like she said here, you know, um, oops, stepping, um, stepping out of my comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. And that, that is part of it. Um, she also said here, um, I really need to persevere in, with meditation. I always seem to get distracted. I do too. I Everybody am. Does. I, everybody does. And I can tell you that even I had a meditation one time that Jesus even said, give up. Um, he came in and said, eh, you're not ready for it. So with, with that, um, the process of this is that for one, I'm just going to label, um, find a, a, a moving meditation for you. Maybe that's where you walk around in a circle. You know, you find, um, a big, like, um, you know, that's where the labyrinths, come in handy. Or like for me, I have, um, uh, I can walk around in the circle in my spiritual room here, or, uh, you know, there's, there's things where you just walk, you know, like for me, I have a 50 foot, um, driveway, you know, long gravel drive that I have to drive up and down. I can walk up and down that just someplace where there is less distractions, because I can tell you that if you're walking in a meditation, you'll get messages with the universe. Birds will fly in front of you. Bugs will fly in with, and look them up. What do they mean? Those are messages too. So check in with what your messages are. Be moving. Sometimes vacuuming, you know, is very meditative, you know, just doing that so that you're, but be open to a conversation, be open to what you're witnessing, be open to what you're doing. And that will help you. Cause I know for me, I don't, um, I don't do well with just sitting down and going, um, it's too slow for me. It's really too slow for me unless I'm going to bed or if I'm um, just waking up, those are the two times that I'm a little bit more in that zone that I can do that. Um, well, yeah. Um, uh, walking meditation. I mean, if she has a nice park close by or walking in nature too, you know, like what I do, uh, sometimes there's a lake that's about a, so three miles around this lake and they have different places where I can just sit on a rock sometimes or whatever. So I walk and then I sit a little bit. And um, it's just the fact that when you're calm, when mm-hmm. your body's calm, your mind is less cluttered and it's more open, you know, mm-hmm. and you get ideas. And um, and, and that's so, such. No, that's okay. <laughs> I say she, she's working through her fears. You know, we all have fears, but you're not going to get anywhere unless you kind of start facing them sometimes and you're good you're going to find out that when you face your fears it's not as big of a deal as you thought it was the fear is way worse than the than the actual thing itself um you know natasha and i've both done tons of of inner work and that and after a while when you start facing these fears then you you start getting on the bandwagon and going wow this is fun you know i faced (laughs) my fear and i got over this and whatever you know Exactly. Uh, and, and that's that part of, you know, and, and the trusting process, trusting the process of what works for you to meditate. What is it that you need to do to find someone? And that's the getting out of the comfort zone that I'm talking about is that it's not about um, the that I have to do it one way. It's that opportunity, like, you know, you have a friend who says, hey, I have a guy who I want, or a, a person I want you to meet. And I don't want to say, because some of some of us are attracted to the same, so, so, so I, when I say guy or girl, it's just out of habit, and I apologize. That, you know, when we're meeting, hey, I got someone for you to meet. And you're like going, I don't want to meet a stranger. Well, be out of your comfort zone and say, you know what, I'll give it a try. 
why don't we meet at a very public place? I'll meet you there. I'll meet the, them there and we'll have a conversation. If it doesn't work out, I can always say I'm done. Or like a job interview, you know, it's like if you're looking for a job and you're looking up and going, you know, oh, you know, I kind of know I can maybe do some of that job. Go in for a job um, interview because you never know being pulled into something and trusting the process that you can always say, you know what? It sounds like I'm not good for your job and I'm sorry for wasting your time. But that practice of doing that interview gives you that place where you can trust the process or yeah. you're sitting in the interview and all of a sudden you get told, you know, oh, well, you know what? Oh, you have another job that came up and talking with you. You sound like the right person for that job. And so you never know that, you know, stepping into our, our, our out of our comfort zone where the universe says, oh, you trusted me here. I can lead you to the next step. And I can lead you to the next step because I can tell you that when I have trusted stepping out of my comfort zone, the universe usually gave me a chance in the next stepping stone and then the next stepping stone because yeah. I was willing, I was willing to do the work to get there. Yeah. And uh, the guides and everything on the other side will tell you the most important thing is they want to see you moving in some direction, even mm -hmm. if it's slow. But if the worst thing you can do is to be stagnant and just keep thinking of your fears and not doing a darn thing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No. I'm not going to do just it. Even if it's something small, you know, um, like with meditation, just start something small. Oh, um, a, a really good uh, app that's free, that's wonderful, is called Insight Timer. There's a couple of other people I've mentioned, some other good meditation apps, but Insight Timer is free. And... Um, it's, oh gosh, they probably have a half million people on that now, maybe even more. Uh, and it, there's so many things, you know, meditation is, is meditation is just quieting yourself. Mm -hmm. So even if there's, there's some great music on there that you just, you just put your earbuds in and you just go about doing your work and that music is designed to relax you. And as you relax, you know, like if you're doing some kind of hobby, a lot of times when people are doing hobby, it's kind of a meditation you know, because you're focused on something and that's when your mind becomes quiet and you can get inspiration and everything too. So you can fool around with the insight timer. And um, one thing you can do is listen to some guided meditations. You, they do the work for you. All you have to do is listen and accept the suggestions that they're giving to you and see these images. It's real easy. You know, um, you know, mm -hmm. that's one way of meditating. You know, I've never thought of that way before. That was when we were talking about the walking meditations and vacuuming and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, then when I went to a, a, a Buddhist retreat one time, um, it was a thing called hollow bones. It was supposed to bring, you know, this eight days of meditation supposed to bring you all the way down to the your bone level, you know, mm -hmm. and boy, did it do that. But we did nine hours of meditation a day, but it was mixed up between sitting meditation and walking meditation. We even had to walk uh, barefoot in the snow around this building, which in the first few days, uh, I thought I was going to die. I thought, what the heck am I doing here? You know, this, ow, 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 it's so cold. I can't do this, you know. And about the third, I don't know, the fourth or fifth day, I felt so good because I'm walking around barefoot in the snow and didn't bother me one bit. And I just realized how how weak we are sometimes. There's so much more we can do, you know, in the mm -hmm. discipline. But the walking meditation is great. You're just walking 
you're, it's helping quiet your mind. You know, we walked indoors some. Uh, we did a whirling dervish thing where we learned this dance to this music. And on about the fifth or sixth day, as we're all in a circle, listen to this music, and I knew what the steps were. I just closed my eyes, and it was the most beautiful thing because I'm da- we're going around in the circle, and I'm doing the steps. I'm not having to look or think about the steps, holding on to the person next to me. And it was it was a beautiful way to meditate. You know, it, it felt so freeing. You can see why people do that, you know. Yeah, um, and, and she said that um, I always get swarmed with butterflies if I think and walk. Now, well, is that metaphorically? Point. So you get butterflies in your tummy or do you get real butterflies because you know butterflies and you using the word butterflies means transformation you know because yeah. sometimes we're um uh hi Kristen, how you doing um that uh that you know it's you know we always go through the process so like if you think about life as a as a as a butterfly sometimes we're an egg we're just starting something and then we we become a caterpillar, which is eating, gaining information. And then we have to go into the chrysalis. You know, we have to go into that, you know, we have to go into the processing. And then we become the butterfly, which is stretching our wings. And I'm trusting the process of getting my wings to floral out so I can fly to where I need to go. And um, and it, it's an interesting process. Uh no literal butterflies are flying around me. So they're telling you, those butterflies are telling you, this is about transformation. Yeah. So, so you're actually, when you walk and meditate, the universe is actually telling you, congratulations, you found your rhythm. And butterflies are an amazing messenger. So when you get swarmed by butterflies, I would take a look and see where stage you are in. Are you in the beginning stage? Are you in the stage of, of um, gaining information? Are you in the stage of your chrysalis where you're processing what's been happening to you? Or are you in the stage of, of becoming your butterfly, of um, fluttering your wings and, and enjoying what you've worked with? Because of the fact that, that it is, and you can do all these stages within 10 minutes. Or you can take months to do it. it. It's not, it depends because if somebody's starting to go to school, you know, like your, um, like your, um, your steps, your, your son here that, you know, he's going to Florida to go to a new scenario. So he's actually the egg turning into the caterpillar because he's going to be gaining information as he goes to school. Then there's going to be a process where he's going to have to, to integrate into doing what he's doing. So does he know that he wants to do it as a job to become his butterfly? You know, so there's a good metaphor for what's happening with him. And this stage is going to take him a little bit, you know, to find out. Because as he's moving down there, he's just the egg just kind of going, what am I going to do here? Okay, now I need to get out and get out of my comfort zone, trust the process, and start gaining information, going back to that. Yeah, and, and um, it sounds like she's, I'm guessing in her 20s maybe, Katie? She's talking about being yeah. young. Yeah, so this is very and, interesting. Um, you know, that's when I got started was uh, 22, 23 years old. You know, that's when my wake-up call came, and I'm, I'm kind of like was in your shoes, Katie, where I was just starting out and, and didn't really have all these things that I would later have. Um, and, um, it's not going to happen overnight. Gosh, I'm in, I'm in my seventies no. now 
and I'm still unfolding and learning and everything. But um, I have she said uh, about twenties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Kate, uh, just the fact that that you're that age and you're asking all these questions, you're really on. Um, you're really doing good. You know. Yep. Most twenty year old, they're still chewing bubble gum. You know, and uh, you know, and worrying about you know what to wear to impress the guys and and thinking about all that stuff. But um, don't, um, I, I would say the biggest thing I would say is just learn how to face your fears because mm-hmm. they're, they're there for a reason. You know, they're there to kind of show you what you need to work on and, um, and just be, be kind of brave, you know, that way. Um, but uh, meditation, boy, that's when I started meditating on and off in my early twenties. That's when I had, I was 21 or 22 when I had my, first out-of-body experience where I found myself in another world other than here and I was totally aware and uh, boy that excited me I remember I uh, jumped up from that I was so excited and uh, I was off and running so um, the journey you want to enjoy the journey Kate you know yeah and you're uh, going to be changing a lot in between now and about 28 and so yeah. with that 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 you may find someone that that you know, look for people who will give you information. Like if your partners in life will give you information to help you be better, because usually our partners are ones that are teaching us the opposite of what we think we should want to learn. (laughs) They're they're the ones that stir our pots, stir our, our emotions, stir our knowings to help us learn what we're doing. So if you're being willing to have awareness and um and observe your life that many a times if you can do that trust getting a little bit out of your comfort zone so if you're afraid of being in 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 public you know kind of thing then i would practice you know driving up to a place where it's a little bit public opening up your door feeling the energy closing the door and then leaving again so practice getting a little bit uncomfortable it doesn't mean that we have to jump off a plane but it means that it's it's getting yourself itching yourself a little bit out there and don't worry about it time you have time you have time now you may not have time in the sense of um because i can tell you that the more aware you are the better you're gonna be stepping into your your path quicker but yet at the same time though you know you got time my dear you haven't even reached 21 yet to to get into that next gear i always picture life as like um like uh, a big puddle puzzle so there's some stages in your puzzle where you're the the 10 10 piece puzzle where the pieces are really big right and then you know and then in your your early um you know you're 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 around 10 and then you get into the 50 percent puzzle which the puzzle pieces are still big but they're not as big and then in your teens you're kind of getting into the 100 to 250 piece puzzle where the pieces are getting smaller and then you know by the time that you're our age you know regan is in the pieces of the million piece puzzle right putting in the ideas and, and the wisdoms i'm getting into the the you know maybe a hundred thousand piece puzzle you know where the puzzle pieces are smaller but yet i can tell you that when i'm looking at things and i'm trusting the process and and looking at myself that that there's that that um i can find those puzzle pieces are very pertinent 
Oh, I've been looking for that one for a long time. Oh, now that ha- makes so sense in my life. You know, it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and it, it, it's an interesting stage. So she says, definitely need to put myself out there and be more brave, confident within myself. I feel as though I that comes with experience, age, and some, yes. Oh, yeah. I can, oh, definitely. You be 20 and play with it. Be 21 and play with it. Be 22 and play with whatever is coming into your life at that time. If you're needing to get a job, then be a little bit uncomfortable and and see what you can do. You know, if if somebody says, hey, you would make a great manager, practice it. You can always, you know, decline and say, you know what, this was too much for me. You know, I need somebody you to look for another manager. You know, it's okay to practice and tug and pull. Um, uh, let's see. She says, um, it was definitely difficult. All my peers and social circles seem so much further ahead in all aspects. So proud of them, but that's for a tiny part of me that feels left behind, delayed in a path. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now that if I judged myself on others, I wouldn't be who I am because I am the odd duck. I didn't learn to read till after high school. I didn't really learn to read until the universe put me back into the elementary school where my kids worked. But I am where I am now, and this is all perfect timing. So I'm going to tell you right now, Katie. Don't worry about where your friends are because I can tell you sometimes when they, you know, it's kind of like people who are in high school and they were really popular in high school. They're usually not um, popular out of high school and they kind of go, that was when I shined. Right. Yeah. So, or sometimes they jump into marriages and within five years they're divorced because they didn't take the time to observe where they're at. They didn't take the time to really check in. Is this right for me? Am I going to trust the process of this or am I going to just run and jump and, and have blinders on and react to things? So with that, the, the, it's not necessarily where you're delayed. You may be just in a different timing. So change your wording because I know that when I was at that age, it's like, Hey, everybody's having kids. I should have kids. Wait a minute. Is it right for me? I had to check in for that. And that was trusting the process, trusting that knowing, is this right for me? Is it right for me? Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking about, the, she has so many of the categories there. And we could talk the whole show just on one of those categories. But since we're just doing it in general, it's like, um, don't worry about so much about having, finding your soulmate yet. That'll just kind of happen as you put yourself out in the world more. Um, and it seems now the millennials most of them um, um, that I know in my circle, like I have a niece and a nephew, one's 28, um, and she just actually started working for Google, but it took her a while to get there, you know, so, uh, but she'd always had that dream in her in her teens even. She had a, a bottle of champagne that uh, she got purchased for her since she couldn't drink it at early age, and she saved it. She said she was going to drink it when she got to work for Google, and so she just... Uh, invited some people over and they shared some champagne, you know, so, uh, she's working for Google. Um, and, um, uh, I have a nephew that's 25. That's, 
you know, he just wants to wait for the right woman. He's dating a little bit here and there, but um, it seems like a lot of the millennials are not really getting settled until they're like in their early thirties, mm-hmm. you know, late twenties or it's different. Like in, in my generation, you were pretty much expected to get married to your high school sweetheart or, you know, right first part of college or like if women didn't have babies by the time they're 25, everybody's eyebrows are going wide. Don't you have any babies yet? But so many women now are not having children until they're in their late thirties, early forties, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll just kind of happen, but you, you have to, nothing's going to happen with you not doing anything, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's that part of being a little bit uncomfortable and playing. I know for me that I felt very lost until I started hitting my twenties and I actually got married when I was 18. Um, mistake. It was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake because I learned a lot. Um, It gave me a big chance to kick myself out of my shyness. But at the same time, though, I could have done without that experience. And um, and then, um, you know, with life and then I, I ended up meeting my my mate now. And I can tell you that I don't know if I would have maybe waited a little bit more. I would have seen a little bit more of what I was going to have to live through. And um, what I lived through was 20 years of alcoholism. And I can tell you that, Regan, your generation, a lot of people got put into situations that they weren't comfortable in because of the expectations. So with that, that's that trusting the process, though, because we all have lessons we're supposed to learn. We all have experiences that we're going to learn. And if we choose to learn them earlier or later, we're going to get there. You know, that's part of the process, but it's, it's that, um, trusting that, you know, I am here at the right time and other people. Now, if you look at their life, maybe five years, Katie, from now, you know, how many people will be in happy marriages? Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of that waking dream book, but it's called, oh, I should have memorized it because I've, I've turned so many people onto that book and they go, wow. And it's, it's. It's kind of a way um, it, it talks about through history, all these important things that happen when uh, people uh, had these what called God sightings or little miracles that happened. And they mm-hmm. were able to go, oh, wow, that's God sending me a message. I better pay attention to it. And it's even from George Washington, uh, George Washington, like part of our country was started because of a huge waking dream that he had uh, in that. And um, when you just learn to be open to and now that we're just mentioning those, Kate, and you start and you start thinking all you have to do is just kind of, in a sense, look up or around and say, hey, angels, guides. Uh, OK, I'm going to do my best to start watching for these little signs you're sending me. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried it out. I tried the, the and I had a huge I had a huge God sighting or, or waking dream that happened when I put it to the test. Um, I was in a relationship and uh, with a, a woman from Russia and um uh, we really cared about each other, but we kept breaking up because I would say something or have a certain action and she would take it in a different way than it was meant. And, you know, then she would break up with me. And then a few days later, the coworker would say, no, this is what he really meant by that. And then she would call me, we'd get back together because it was this language kind of thing, you know, but it did feel like it was kind of, we were split up and I was thinking, you know what, it kind of feels like we're at the end of where we're supposed to go with this relationship. But I wasn't quite sure. So I read that book 
And it said in the book that you just, you close your eyes and you kind of, you know, get in a meditative state. And then you say, God, I think I'm supposed to, I'm in this, I'd say, I think that's about time this relationship's up. But if I'm supposed to go back with her still to learn more and to continue that relationship, this is what I want. And I made something so silly that I thought, okay, this isn't something that can happen by happen. I says, okay, God, within three days, I want to see three fire trucks going to a fire. And I want to see two red ones. And I want to see a yellow, a yellow fire truck, you know? And so about two and a half days later, I was somewhere working and something broke on some equipment I had. I had to take it to the store to get fixed. And I'm sitting around waiting or something. And all of a sudden I hear a fire truck. And then, <laughs> and then, then I all of a sudden, cause I'd forgot that I, I mean, completely vibe. So I said, Oh wait, fire truck. And I went, Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I said three fire trucks, two red ones and a yellow one. Okay. So I ran out to the street corner and you could hear it coming down. I couldn't see it yet, but it was coming around this corner a few blocks down big noise, all this big fire truck right by, you know, and I went, okay, that's nothing, you know? So I started to walk back to the store and then I heard another fire truck in the distance coming. So I ran back out to the street corner again and I, I hear around the corner, big, loud, everything, another red one, you know, like this. And then I'm, now I'm getting a little bit excited. <laughs> you know? so I'm thinking, okay, if I see if I see a yellow one now, that means I got to go back with this my girlfriend again and see and not split up with her, you know. So then nothing, you know. And I went, oh shucks, you know. Okay, that's just normal. So I start to go back in the store again. And I hear I hear a weird kind of sound, but it's a truck, but it sounded kind of like a like cartoony or something, but it was making a lot of noise. So I look back around, and right around the corner, coming towards me was this yellow. Like uh, from 1948, a little a little tiny fire truck. It looks almost like something you'd see kids riding or something. Uh -huh. And it's going by me and going ding, 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 ding. Like this, you know. <laughs> and so that's when the earth kind of stood still for a minute because I went, okay, what's the odds of that? Now, the universe has a way of, uh, it could have been a modern yellow fire truck going by. Yeah. It would have been just what I asked for. But to show me that it was really real, it had to be this old vintage little fire truck and, and, and show, coming in a comical way. And I just laughed inside. Anyway, that night I called my girlfriend. We got back together for about another three or four months. And then it was a natural end to the relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I, um, I could tell you about 10 more of those things, but we don't have time right now. But it's just <laughs> like those godsons will come. I get it. I I can tell you the same thing that that those moments, but it's being open to it. It's being aware of it. It's being um, uh, observant. And that's one thing that I want everybody to know that, you know, if we trust the process in life, if we trust the universe, that they will give us messages. Yeah. You know, I always ask, okay, I'm asking for divine timing in this. Let this, if I'm supposed to have a conversation, <laughs> you know, I'm going to trust you to, to let me have it. And I can tell you that one day I was trusting the process and I got the feeling that I was supposed to tell a message from, uh, to a waitress that their loved one was there. And I was like, okay, I can't do it here. I'm not going to do it here. It's not the right place. So make it available for me to do it. And I trusted, I let it go. And I trusted that process and, and I had to go to the bathroom. I would walk to the bathroom 
guess who was walking out of the bathroom at the same time I was walking in? And it was down a hallway where I could have a privater conversation with her. Yeah. And it was perfect because I trusted the process because it felt better. It, it did the thing. And so with that, that, that that's one thing that, that if we can, when, you know, I wish Katie that I had this information when I was younger so that I could in a way have a different timing in my life, but yet I wasn't meant to, and I didn't, and I was meant to go through the things I did, even though I, I kind of stopped myself sometimes because I didn't trust the process. Yeah. I didn't hey, trust uh, the process. Before I forget too, uh, Kate, if you uh, want a free copy of my book, um, go to, I'll have you go to my website. It's, you know, you can see it on the screen there. Visit theafterlife.com. Go to the contents page and ask for my, uh, my free book. Actually, I'll send you two. Uh, there are two of my latest books. And one is about, um, it's called Three Hours, 33 Minutes in Heaven. It's about the time that I spent in the afterlife and came back and all that I learned. And the other one's about um, the, the current research being done on reincarnation, which is real exciting. Um, and I'll, um, I'll email you, give you ebook e versions of them. But um, the three hours, 33 minutes, it goes through. And in my book there, I talk about a lot of these God sighting things that made me move to the next step, go to the next step um, and, uh, you know, save you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you want, she's but just, anyway, so since you're, just, you know, everything you can do now, just kind of, you know, start a meditation practice, kind of immerse yourself and, and just trying to wake yourself up to mindfulness is just waking yourself up so that you're aware of things that are happening in your surroundings mm -hmm. and aware of what's happening in your life instead of just having blinders on and going through, you know, exactly, and all thing a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah, she says thank you, Regan. But and that's why we're that's why we're here is because of um we're all in a different awakening stages, and it doesn't yeah. matter if you're 20 or 89. I mean, it, or three. It, 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 we're all in an awakening stage, and it's a personal step. And that's one thing about walking through. This is one thing that I did real um when I was um going through um a stage and um. And it's, it's basically where um, I surrender. I, there we go. I surrender, I trust, and I accept. And what I said was, um, I surrender all my being to you, beloved God, the divine. I trust that all is in divine timing and purpose. I trust all is in divine timing and purpose. I accept all divine's love, beauty, and guidance in all. And, the, and that's the way that I work through something. So what I did was I folded this and put it by my bed. You know, I trust, I surrender and I accept that's, uh, and I put this by my bed. So I would look at that in the morning and I'd look at it before I went to bed or went to sleep because of the, of the fact that, you know, I trust, I surrender, I accept. And, you know, there's, there's these wisdoms that come, you know, and then on the bottom of it, I wrote, um, all is well, all is well, mm -hmm. all is well. Um, when you get, give, when you learn, teach. And Maya Angelou said this, um, your crown is already paid for, so put it on and wear it boldly. So it's like, trust that process, stand in your empowerment of what we've learned. What, what, what have I done? It's not about comparing ourselves to others. We're all on an individual path and trusting that process that, Hey, good for you, my friends. 
like a lot of times when I have friends that are doing something like they get speaking engagements and I feel like that's my calling is to do speaking engagements and they're getting speaking engagements. I don't say, Oh, I wish I had that. I'd say, can I pick, can I, can I step into that energy field? Can I step into that energy movement so that I can do my own path and trust my own path because of the fact that we're all going through what we're going through. And, you know, we're going into these holiday seasons and, and we're all going to be perfectly imperfect. You know, dinner is going to be what it is. And we're going to have to trust that we're going to be the better we can be. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's if it's black, white or purple. We're going to be what it's going to be and trusting that we're OK, that we're OK, that that we can move forward. It's it's an interesting place to be in our life right now to be in this awakening stage. And I can tell you that I'm intuitive. And the only reason why I'm as intuitive as I am now is because I trust what I get. Yeah, you Even really if, have to trust what you see, don't you? Exactly, because you know, I, I have people all the time say, or I have people sometimes saying, oh, that's not true. And then I come back, they come back a week later and go, um, mm -hmm. oops. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I go, I trust what I get. I cannot explain why I trust so dearly, but I do. And that's the difference about, you know, stepping into that fear. Sometimes I have to trust. I have to tell somebody something. And sometimes it's right or wrong, but yet it, it, it's that it's that moment. And like for me, trusting the process that we needed to, accept, to talk about um, accepting um, and surrendering and trusting. And next week will be forgiveness because as we're going into this 2023 um, year, yeah. you know, doing a lot of this work, this forgiveness work is going to be huge towards um, negotiating our, our path. Yep. For, yeah, that's right. Forgiveness is a huge, huge thing, you know. Oh, and uh, with Kate, um, Kind of, you know, when you went to high school and you were a freshman in high school, you didn't get that diploma for like four years, you know, and just now all you've done is you've left that school and you've entered another school now just called School of Life. OK, mm -hmm. they were trying to prepare you for this school, which is the most important school of all. And you're not going to get your diploma right off the bat. You're going to have to work for it like if you hadn't opened up one book or gone to one class in high school, you never would have got your diploma. Well, the school of life now, you have to move forward. You have to open books like, you know, spiritual, you know, things. Now you have to work on yourself. You have to do a lot of things before you get that diploma, but it takes time. So don't worry about that. You're behind or someone's farther ahead than you. Um, everybody has to go at their own speed. I know some people, I mean, I, I've done a lot of work, and compared to when I was 20 something now, I look back and I go, oh, my gosh, who I was at that age. But uh, it just happened over a lot of years. Um, although I do think that the way the millennials came in, I think they're capable of reaching the same levels of unfoldment that some of us people took a lot longer to come to mm -hmm. because you seem to be a lot coming into this world being really more. more and just the fact that we have a 20 year old now that's talking about this stuff when you know, that would have been unheard of. Almost. Well, we're in a different life. You know, life is a little bit more uh, uncertain. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, life is a little bit more uncertain. So you can learn to get your footing a little bit sooner than we did. 
because of the fact that if you learn to get your feet underneath you, trust who you are, trust the movement, trust the knowing. I don't care if you're 89, 90, or three years old, or somewhere in the in between that. If you start learning to trust to keep your feet underneath you, find your truth, find your knowings, find that you can survive most everything within reason. And if not, learn why or why not you didn't. And, and go, okay, next time I know better that, that we can all go forward in, in who we are. And 2023 is going to be an interesting year towards that application of finding our truth. Because if we're going to live by other people's truths, and Katie, you said your friends are doing other things. That's their truth. Find your truth. Yeah. Because then you are stronger. So when you, and I'm not saying stronger minded in a way that you are stronger minded, but stronger in your knowings that when you meet your mate, when you meet your person, that they will be more matched to you. So then you can accomplish more in your life and you'll be better balanced because yeah. two strong pillars make a better roof. If somebody is weaker, your roof and your house is going to be a little bit unsettled. Yeah, and um, just one thing to help you not stumble as much, because you're going to stumble, going to fall on your face here and there, because everybody does. That's does. sometimes <laughs> the biggest lessons are when I fell on my face or something difficult happened. But Kate, what I want you to do, just try a spiritual exercise this week. And as you start to make a decision in something, or as you start to say something to somebody, just ask yourself, is this kind? Just say, what I'm going to say, is this kind? Is this thing that I'm about to do going to be kind? You know, when I get to rel get together with relatives for Christmas, think about doing everything uh, that you can and, and just say, is this kind? If you were a Christian, you would say, what would Jesus do? You know, same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, what would Jesus do? What would, what would, or, or you could ask this, what would your higher self? You could say, okay, my higher self, which is on the other side, I say in the research, we found out that not all of you is in your body, Kate. There's about half of you is still on the other side. And as I have people in trance, they actually blend with that higher self. And it's amazing to watch because they become like they have the answers to like anything almost. Mm -hmm. So there's your higher, you could say, okay, higher self, smarter self. I'm about to do this thing. And is it kind? You know, is it going to, is this going to be a, a plus? on my today's chart rather than a minus. And just that's a good way to start to being mindful because you're realizing that you're thinking about things before you act on things, you know, so you don't just say something rude, you know, you think about it first. And if you want to say something rude and you know, it's going to be a negative, then go ahead, but just know that there's probably going to be payback. <laughs> yep. Because Kate, you are definitely an old, older soul who's awakening and learning to be, in this life okay yeah. so i hope that even though kate is is young i'm hoping that whatever we talked about can help those who who other are watching and katarina i'm sorry i miss um i have a friend who's uh kristen page and so i apologize so um uh katarina hello um i'm hoping that things are going so um i don't know if katie you um i think you were over in europe aren't you um for some reason, I, um, you're very welcome. She says, thank you um, both. Um, that, um, you know, I've been reading this book here, Overcoming Under Earnings by Barbara um, Stanley, Stanny. 
And oh my gosh, life altering for me. Um, I'm doing a book study. I'm putting it out there right now because um, I've got a calling that there's a couple people out there that would like to do this. Um, England, yes. Um, that, um, that uh, and I, it's sorry, it's 6.30 Pacific time. So it's what well, it might be um, in the morning for you. Um, I don't know. Um, but um, uh, I, I'm not good at time differences. Um, I know usually afternoon is evening and, and morning. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so with that, that um, I, um, I'm doing a book study via Zoom um, with this book. So if anybody who is watching would like to do a book study with me, um, I know that one person who's watching is doing it. Um, I would love to have you just email me at Natasha at AngelicClarifications.com. Uh, and I would love to support you in this journey. Yeah, anybody wants to get old of me, as I say, I'm a regular hypnotherapist. I do uh, uh, life coaching and uh, teaching skills that help reduce stress levels and everything so you can get more done in your life, can love yourself better and all that. Uh, and uh, uh, if you go to visittheafterlife.com and look at the different categories, there's the spiritual counseling that I do where working with the Newton Institute, you, you get in a deep state of trance, you expand your awareness to the afterlife, spend a couple hours there. It's like having a near-death experience without having to almost die. It's just done. We've just discovered it. You don't need drugs or anything. It's just a natural thing people can do. Uh, about 70,000 people have done it already. And we're, we're mapping out what happens when you die and where you go. And you can get questions answered there, talk to loved ones that have passed on, all kinds of cool things. But for regular therapy, too, I do a lot of Zoom sessions where you learn uh, the tapping and you learn the havening mm -hmm. and these different techniques that relax you and that um, uh, help you get rid of stress or even PTSD, that sort of thing. So uh, just go to the website there and um, happy to uh, happy to help you. What about you, Natasha? How are they going to get a hold of you? You can go to my website, angelicclarifications.com. Uh, I am very much willing and loving to help people work through what they're going through and negotiating life as it is happening. Oh my gosh, we're all going into, and Mercury going into retrograde here is going to be triggering a lot of us to look at our shadows. Um, that's one thing I loved about this book. It did it kindly. <laughs> it worked on our shadows very kindly. It was, um, it's been an amazing book. Uh, so with that, that you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. We are live here every um, Monday. And thank you, Katie, for staying up with us. You yeah. said it was one o'clock at your time. Thank you very much for wanting to catch us. I'm grateful. I know it's, it's late. Um, so with that, and then if you want to, um, I will talk about probably Mercury going into retrograde on Wednesday show, same time, same station, uh, four o'clock Pacific time on Wednesdays. And then um, if you are looking at um, wanting to listen to this, we are on podcast now. This show will be on podcast. So if you know somebody who would like to um, hear this, but they only listen to podcasts, you can um, catch me at, or catch the show at uh, Life Clarifications with Natasha. Yeah, so blessings. Week we're talking about forgiveness, right? We're talking about forgiveness. We it's all, the fourth. We, we could do that every week and talk about that almost, you know, because it's such a big thing. Yeah, it, it is huge. It, it doesn't make it right, but it, it says I, I, I can move on. Yeah. So with that, that um, 
So, and I thought that was, I was told that that would be a good thing to talk about right before we go into family stuff, more family yeah. stuff. Okay. So, so blessings for everyone. Know that you are so loved. No matter who or what you are, you're perfectly imperfect going through the process. Um, I am doing mantras uh, until after the beginning of the year, one a week. Um, and so if you would like to um, catch me on my YouTube channel, um, there's the mantras there um, are on Facebook here. Um, so the next one will be about trust. Kind of following our show with these mantras a little bit. Yeah. So blessings to you all and may you be loved because you are perfectly imperfect. Blessed. There we go. <laughs> See you next week. Bye now.